Atla is slightly larger than Earth, with two moons in orbit, and it's the smaller of these moons that introduces us to our story. If a person floating next to it had superhuman ears, perhaps they would hear the constant screaming of particles careening through space, but otherwise, it is deadly quiet. At least, until, a single red moat burns into existence. For a moment it sits there, still, as if it were scanning the area, the red eye of a celestial cyclops. After a pause, glowing red spider legs of crackling plasma begin reaching out through the red eye, scrabbling for purchase. Suddenly, from the center, an immensely powerful but infinitely small explosion sends out a shockwave. As this wave washes across the moons, it lifts the settled dust and lets it drift back down into strange geometric patterns. The patterns wouldn't be seen long on the smaller moon, though, as a second, much more chaotic wave washed out from the center, overtaking the cracks in space-time, spewing the glowing red plasma. After a moment, this massive red portal reaches the smaller moon and engulfs it. The universe holds its breath for a beat, before hundreds of alien spacecraft come staggering through the portal, of various sizes and states of damage. They rest there while the portal closes behind them, leaving the geometric patterns on the small moon with now glowing lines. This fleeing convoy of alien craft just sits in place, some of their members drifting aimlessly, spinning slowly without power. Eventually, the larger ship in the lead fires out a small glowing projectile. After it reaches a distance from the convoy, it stops, and another portal opens with an explosion. But this is no simple shockwave like the first. A turbulent wave of chaos continues to spread away from the new portal. The ships begin to re-enter the chaos within the portal, leaving behind their powerless companions in their desperate flight from whatever is chasing them. As the portal closes in on itself, we turn our eyes away from the abandoned ships, following the first shockwave. As it expands much faster than the chaos ring, we catch up with it and ride it towards Atla. Silvellum is a small, secluded village resting in the center of a large basin formed by a ring of tall mountains, with only one small valley created by a river acting as an entrance to the Mayar Basin. Most of what sunlight manages to break through the constant clouds is lost in the massive trees that surround Silvellum, but these trees appear as saplings in comparison to the eldest trees in the Mayar Basin. Near the middle of the eldest trees stood the mother tree, towering over all others. Soon, the 200 or so residents of Silvellum would become far more intimate and reliant on the eldest trees, specifically the mother tree, than any of them had ever expected. One quiet night, as the forest predators and prey played a deadly game of hide-and-seek in the dark trees, the starry sky is suddenly lit by two bright, concurrent red flashes near the smaller moon. An hour or so later, the initial smaller shockwave hits like a small earthquake, shaking the trees and disturbing the sleep of Silvellum citizens. Most slept through it, but had their sleep disturbed in a different way, as apocalyptic dreams of a red ring striking Atla, causing global natural disasters, filled their minds. They saw many catastrophes in lands they did not know. Vast storms sweeping across deserts, scouring nomad tent cities into the sky. Groups of islands cracking free from the ocean floor, getting pulled and tossed into the sky by the red chaos. Large cities with giant sinkholes forming throughout, pulling buildings down into the dark. But the vision the citizens are left with as they awake and sweat is of a god wave. 
formed in a nearby sea as the chaos ring struck the surface, lifting up across the coastline, racing towards and through the valley entrance to the Mayar Basin, flooding the whole basin. But the dream brought hope as well, and the vision they received, standing tall and strong against the god wave, the mother tree and the nearby forest of the eldest trees reached above the wave, and the citizens saw their salvation. And so began the project of building a new home for the village in the mother tree. So, welcome our seven listeners. Just a quick summary for you guys specifically, because we actually have already played a session of this, but the audio got all messed up. So I'm going to quickly run through this for you guys, so you're on the same page as we are when we start this recording. So this is, first of all, The Quiet Year. It's created by Avery Alder. If you'd like to purchase it, which I highly recommend, go to buriedwithoutceremony.com. And you can either purchase the PDF there or a physical copy. I got the idea of running our group through this from the Adventure Zone. I definitely recommend checking it out. It's really, really good. In terms of our socials, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a Twitter and an iTunes up for this by the time it comes out. I don't know. I guess maybe just check the description and see if there's any links in there. <laughs> We're very professional at this. The way The Quiet Year works, this is a map drawing game. Together, we play as a community rebuilding after the collapse of civilization. Your decisions will define the values and future of this community, and these decisions will get added to a map, which is constantly evolving. This map blends literal cartography with symbols, creating a, creating a rich visual record of land and people. Players collaborate to steer the fate of the community while also introducing problems and tensions along the way. By the way, I'm just reading this directly from the PDF. And just a heads up, we're fudging things a little bit just because I had the idea of this, this wave and the tree that we have to build a village in before we started the game. So there's a few rules guidelines that we decided to fudge a little bit. So a full-length game of The Quiet Year can take up to four hours. The way it works is you have a deck of cards sorted into suits. Each suit is going to represent a season, and once you reach the end of the year, the end of winter, the game ends. So before playing on your map, you will establish the landscape, which I will go through shortly. And as you play, you update the map to reflect new discoveries, conflicts, and decisions. You take turns drawing on this map, and you don't have to worry about drawing well. It's not meant to be <laughs> a piece of art. When you're playing The Quiet Year, you don't control specific characters or act out scenes. Although, us specifically, we end up doing that a little bit, to be honest. Rather, you're supposed to act as a abstract social force within the community. Kind of think of it as like all-seeing indifferent gods, like the, the players are these all-seeing indifferent gods, and you are overseeing the creation and growth of this community. Each week in our year is a turn taken by one player. The other players are quiet audience members, unless prompted otherwise, and weeks take an average of two to three minutes to complete. They follow three phases in order. You play a card, so the player draws a card, reads the relevant text aloud and resolves it. Adjust the dice, which is how you keep track of how long projects 
have been going on for and how how long they have left. And then there's also take an action. The active player chooses and takes an action to either discover something new, hold a discussion, or start a project. For discover something new, you introduce a new situation. It might be a problem, an opportunity, or a bit of both. Draw that situation onto the map. Drawing should be small and simple. So for example, there's a dried up well at the edge of town. Mangy wolves have been slinking around in the woods. Uh, a self-declared prophet arrives. To hold a discussion, uh, you can choose to open with a question or a statement, starting from you going around. Each player gets to weigh in once with a single statement of one to two sentences. If you opened with a question, you get to weigh in last. If you open with a statement, that's it. A discussion does not result in a decision being made. Everyone weighs in and then it's over. If you want to start a project, you will choose a situation and declare what the community will do to resolve it. There's no agreeing or disagreeing, the community simply begins to work. As a group, quickly decide how many weeks the project would take to complete from 1 to 6, and that is uh, what the project dice are for. So if you think it's going to take 5 weeks, you put the dice down with 5, and then each week you count that down. So it just helps you keep track of it. There's a number of other rules that uh, go a little bit more in depth, but I'm not going to dive that deep into it. If you want to know more about it, again, just head to buriedwithoutceremony.com. That's where they have a description of the game, and also where you can purchase it. I will start by describing our basin for you. So our basin is ringed all around by tall mountains, except for in the southeast corner, which is also where the river passes through on its way out of the basin. The source of the river is closer to the northwest corner of the basin, where there is a lake in the mountains, and then it kind of meanders its way through the basin and out. There is, near the lake, a wharf, which used to be used to send mined material down the river and out, and the material came from a mine that was also right near the lake. In the very northeast corner, there is a glowing cave. Uh, it has a purplish red hue to it. There is a, near the village, a patch of fertile land that is used for growing crops. On the tree itself, the mother tree where the citizens are going to be creating their new village, there is a nest of puppy-sized ants living on one of the branches. There's a rotted soft patch on the trunk of the tree near the top. There's a hole in the tree exiting just above one of the branches, and there are giant vines hanging down from the branches. Last session, we made a series of discoveries and projects and such, and I'm just going to run through those in no particular order and hope that it all just kind of makes sense. So there are goblins in the glowing cave. Nine blue birds arrived at the mother tree. There is an abandoned village in the northeast corner of the basin. There are noxious fumes rising from a crack in the mountain to the southwest. A emissary of the Poison King arrives with an offer of aid. He is sallow but strong looking and he has come from where those noxious fumes are rising. There are glowing mushrooms in the abandoned mine near the lake. It is discovered that the goblins from the glowing cave ride animals in the valley and use them as domesticated animals basically. We have uh, started forming a defense ring around the tree. We have also built a moisture farm in the tree by tying smaller branches up. So the moisture forms in those branches and then trickles down them into buckets hung at the bottom. We've also begun creating walkways throughout the tree and hanging gardens using the thick vines to hold up the gardens. A group is formed called the Bounders. They are the young adults building the hanging platforms and gardens, and they're led by a brave young woman. And I'm sure there are other things that I've forgotten, but 
hopefully that gives you the majority of the information that we had at the start of this session. Okay. Have fun. I'll see you on the other side. For the audience that just heard the recap of the other week, I've now just done that for our list for nope for our players, but I've now cut that from your listening. However, there are a few things that we should say say off the top. It's been a week since we played, so like I said, we just did a quick recap, but we might be forgetting a few things. Cole has just finished moving and get it. He's got his new setup. However, he doesn't have soundproofing in his room yet, so it's a, it might be echoey. We don't I'm know in until the Grand Canyon! 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 It might be yeah. ec- echoey. We don't really know until we hear the actual Audacity recording back. Um, Audacity sponsor us, I guess. Hashtag ad. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Hashtag right. ad. <laughs> Audacity. <laughs> Dadacity. <laughs> Dadacity. Okay, are we ready? Mm-hmm. Does anybody remember how to play this game? Oh, yeah. Draw yes. a card. Sort of. Uh, the Queen of Hearts, or the Queen of Spring. Ooh. What's the most beautiful thing in this area, or what's the most hideous thing in this area? Can I, can I, this is breaking the rules a little bit, but I had a really neat idea over the week. Mm-hmm. Can I kind of combine both my action, yeah. wait, is it called an action, and, and my card? Is that okay? Mm, how so? Depends. Okay, well, here, let me let me tell you my idea. Wait, do you need and... us to discuss this? Uh, <laughs> this no, is I feel a, like this sort is of a, like a meta question. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is meta. Um, I'll tell you my idea, and you guys tell me if you think you think we're allowed to do that. I'm gonna okay. start. I'm gonna start the project anyways. So if you'd rather me choose something else as the most beautiful thing, that's fine. What I want to do: send a group of people to the abandoned mine. To gather glowing mushroom and start planting them all around the tree. Ooh, like street lights. Oh, interesting. Okay. I like it. And with all the moisture from the moisture farms, that's totally feasible. What do you think? I'm personally okay with it. Yeah, I I don't see why not. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. What could possibly go wrong? A group has started working on the most beautiful thing in the area, which is also my project, which is... Um, a group of people is going to go gather glowing mushrooms from the abandoned mine, and they're going to start seeding them throughout the tree to use as, like, night lights, but also just pretty light to have around the tree. Nice. And so I've, I've said two weeks. I feel like that's fair. One week to go out there and gather them, and then one week to come back and plant them all. Yeah, think that's yeah that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can do that. Uh, also, Starlight's project went down to five weeks left. And next up is how much? Wait, how much light do these mushrooms give off? Like enough um, that people are able to navigate the pathways, or like is it a beacon for anything that might want to like come and fuck up the tree? Also, how how big are the mushrooms? Well, okay, we gotta be careful not to discuss too much. But I feel like this is still more of a meta question. Like it's just us trying to picture the. I'm world. just asking for clarification on. Yeah, what, on I wasn't your thinking like beacon. I was thinking like low, like like I said, like a nightlight, basically, okay. and like volleyball, okay. like okay. volleyball yeah. size mushrooms. Well, yeah, I was thinking like maybe a bit smaller, like baseball size for the start, but then they just keep growing. Oh, Ooh, okay. that's a good idea. And yeah, I was thinking like probably even less than torchlight, like 
just barely enough to kind of see. Uh, a low purple light is what I was picturing because well, they're, like they're purple, or they're like pinkish on the purple pink. Cole's turn. Are you ready? Are you looking at the camera? I am looking at the camera. Yeah. The Five of Spring. Okay. There, there is a disquieting legend about this place. What is it? Or alarming weather patterns destroy something. How and what? Okay, I've got it. Uh, there, uh, there has been a legend that's uh, that's, that's kind of resurfaced. It used to be like a a, a children's t- a tale to kind of put the children to sleep, sort of, and um, and to to make them feel safe. It's that um, at one point. Like this, this wasn't the original tree. Uh, not the original tree. The only tree of this size, according to legend. According to legend, uh, trees of this size used to um, be all over the valley, and sometimes larger ones could be seen across uh, across to the other continents. If we're getting to that point, uh, but this is the only one that re- that remains. But supposedly, uh, there were uh, shamans and um, people attuned with nature who could communicate with the trees and these trees had a network and they were alive and they had thoughts deep old ancient thoughts it's like the trees are a society (laughs) basically but they uh, the trees all had this underground network and they communicated communicated with each other throughout the roots but this is the last surviving one but the the disquieting legend is that um the trees used to talk to each other how would I quantify that? Um, Boy, yeah, good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think I got it. Wrinkles on. on the tree. <laughs> I was thinking like draw a speech bubble and like a ghostly old tree. I don't know. Oh yeah, that could work actually. Yeah, I'll roll with that. Okay, moving down project dice by one week. Cole, you get to either discover something new hold a discussion, or start a project? So, um, folks who had been... Uh, so th- they've they've discovered something new. Um, people who have been uh, getting as close to the noxious fissures as possible, they've discovered uh, an interesting, like, onyx-like uh, glass that's been formed in some of these fissures where, where, the, um, where some of the, the fissures where the gas has kind of expended itself and it's no, no longer, like, expelling the the fumes um it leaves behind this weird like brownish greenish semi-translucent glass uh behind that's easy like you can easily like chunk it away or you could uh it's quite it's really really light as well <laughs> good luck drawing that <laughs> yeah, that's fine. i'll start like a window pane or something <laughs> here all right what's Here's my card card, sir what's my card eight of Hearts. All right. What do we got? An old piece of machinery is discovered. Broken, but perhaps repairable. What is it? What would it be used for? Or, an old piece of machinery is discovered, cursed, and dangerous. How would the community destroy it? Ooh. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with... um, An old piece of machinery that is repairable. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> Just a gauss cannon. <laughs> goblins? What goblins? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm gonna go something along the lines of: We have discovered 
The goblins have discovered an AK-47. <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to say we've discovered a handful of broken cannons. Small, not not like the big oversized cannons, but... Not like artillery cannons. No, not those, but smaller versions of that. Um, so I'm going to say... That would be fucking awesome to fire from a tree. <gasps> <laughs> Do you know how much support those things need underneath, though? Like, they're, yeah. they're, yeah. they're held to the ground by, like, fucking giant steel stakes. Like, I, I am the Lorax, I speak for the trees, and the trees say, get on your fucking knees. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm gonna, I don't know, does it have to specify where we found them? No, I mean, okay. I, helps, I would but... say you can, you can, I would say you can, like, even be like, it's, like, across the valley, or it's okay. nearby, like, um, you can choose, like, if it, like, is gonna okay. take a while to use or what. Yeah, I'm gonna say they're gonna be on the outskirts of that town in the north, uh, nice. east. Oh, yes, so it's exactly a... what I was oh, thinking. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the abandoned town had reason for conflict. Yeah. Mm. Um, my, I'm then I'm going to really quick. The mushroom project is done, and we're four weeks from finishing the defense. Sorry. Go ahead. Hell yeah. I think I'm gonna start a project in the center of the tree start exploring the the giant hole mm-hmm. and potentially start uh putting shelters up yeah nice and uh i'm gonna say that should take i want to say take four weeks how how permanent are the shelters that you're like thinking of let's go permanent yeah just because who knows what the hell is gonna happen how permanent and, are they? Yes. <laughs> uh, they're going to be, yeah, again, they're going to be quite permanent, um, just in case we get stuck in this fucking tree. So we have to be careful we don't get into, like, a, a discussion out of turn, but I'm just, we should, we should consider, people can go either way on this, if we want to do this or not, but we should think that we can either say later, hey, it's discovered that this tunnel goes further and we can find something down there. Or we can just say it's just a hole in the tree, and that's, like, just just remember, like, just keep thinking about that, like, okay. that's something that we can play around with. I believe it is Starlight's turn. Hit me, so, hit me with that. The King of Spring! A young boy starts digging in the ground and discovers something unexpected. What is it? Or, an old man confesses to past crimes and atrocities. What has he done? I will go with a boy was digging in the ground. Just, uh, he was part of the crew that's putting up the ramparts, and he was digging up around the base of the tree so that they could build these ramparts. And underneath the base of the tree, there he found bones. Just, bo- just a mass pile of bones. No skull, oh, sh- like shit. no, no skulls. Like nothing. Great. No- they're bigger than human bones. Oh fuck! So the okay. So like, oh shit! So like, kind of. I'm thinking very similar to like Lion King elephant graveyard style. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Just like yeah. big. 
fuck off bones. Like, <laughs> like at first he thought it was like a rock, but then it like splintered and shattered as he struck it. Not quite like rocks do. Uh, there is some sort, something or some things have been buried and they are not small. But no skulls. And no skulls. Yeah. Well, the, the skulls just weren't there. Oh, God. man. I Okay. Yeah. Well, I just yeah. like it that they, that they find all these big, giant, fuck-off bones, and there just aren't any skulls. Are around. they humanoid? Uh, they're mammalian. Okay, we're down to three for the the defenses. And Starlight gets to start a project, discover something new, or hold a discussion. Alright, Starlight would like to start a project to... How many cannons did we find? Uh, I'm gonna say we found uh a two Ooh, ro- du- a two uh, dozen. I was gonna say roll a die. Oh, sure. <laughs> roll, roll a die. die. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that. So roll a d twenty. Yeah, fifteen. Whoa. Okay, I just rolled a fifteen, so I guess oh, it's fifteen. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, yeah, that's <laughs> for fifteen. Ooh. Holy shit! Yeah, that's, that's weird. Okay, helpful. that just made the project way longer. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot, dude. That's a lot of firepower. So okay. <laughs> so the rampart. The rampart. Uh, <laughs> the rampart builders are going to elicit additional aid from the tree people to get these cannons outfitted at the top of the ramparts oh boy and reinforce and have them facing outwards in 300 how many do we have 15 yeah so that's that's one o'clock that's one at every single o'clock and then a two extra then two extra face three extra Two extra right. facing with, like, one... Oh, yeah, so three extra. So one facing, one facing back towards the village, one facing up towards the gobos, and one facing, <laughs> and one extra one facing down towards the crack. The Poison King emissary is like, I'm sure this is fine. <laughs> okay. He's um, been here this entire time. How long do we think that's going to take? It's going to be oh, a long time. That's, that's a long, a long, long time. Project. I would say like five weeks. I was gonna, so I was going to... I was going to say six. I was originally going to call it a six-week project to get them back yeah. and refurbish them. But with that many, I'd like to say... The longest we can go is six. So I'd say I'd say instead of, instead of also refurbishing them, I'd just say five. Uh, I'd say five, but it's only to bring them back. And get them set up on the ramparts. So should we have an okay, abundance yeah. of? Should, should we maybe add like abundance of 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 protection? defense? Yeah, protection would be good. An abundance of well, yeah, not death. yet, not yeah. yet, because right. neither of them are done. Right, fair, but but eventually, yes. Okay, so I put five five down for getting them in place. Not fixed; they'll still need to be fixed, but they're in place. We're back to my turn. I have pulled up the seven of spring. Which, by the way, is the last card of oh. spring. Where does everyone sleep? Who is unhappy with his arrangement and why? Or what natural predators roam this area? Are you safe? Oh. Um, okay, I'll just say that everybody's sleeping in the housing for now. Like, <laughs> as it's being constructed around everyone. It's like, <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> shitty, but oh well. Um, we'll manage for another three weeks. Yeah. I am going to hold a discussion. I am going to start with a statement. Okay. My statement is 
I know there's lots of time left. So it's been okay so far. Okay, no. That's stupid. There's not... <laughs> I know there's still an, a decent amount of time left. So it's been okay so far. But I think we need to be careful about starting long projects that are going to be destroyed once the wave comes through. Or hmm. if we figure out some way to alter those projects so that they can be lifted into the tree somehow to be saved for future use. Um, Cole gets to go second. Oh god, how do I even how do I even follow that? <laughs> um Okay. Dude at the back of the room stands up and goes, uh, what proof do we even have that this god, god wave no. is coming? And I, it's, I, I, it's not affecting me right now. The skies are clear. Like, the crops are growing right now. It's clearly a fucking oak. Like and he sits news. down. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, man, exactly. Just like I told you. So yeah, uh Oh wait, it's uh, Rookie's next. Oh jeez. Can you repeat the statement? <laughs> uh the oh, gist boy. of it is we need to be careful going forward because mm -hmm. we're running out of time. Not to start projects that are gonna take a long time and also will be destroyed once the wave comes through. Okay. Or we need to make sure that like projects are able to be altered so that they can be lifted into the tree for for okay. future use after the wave comes through. Yeah, I definitely think that they should add ways of getting it up into the tree. We should at some point build bigger and stronger uh, platforms to get, let's say, our, if we have a herd of animals up into the trees and such like that, and these other things that we might need but also have a way of making sure nothing comes up into the trees uh so i don't know what you guys are talking about with these like big projects <laughs> like i don't think you guys are going to be able, able to do even the smallest projects if uh you're having to defend yourself all the time so I feel like you're just infringing on, like, my Second Amendment rights, too. Oh, boy. I'm just trying to, like, I'm just trying to protect this tree so that all of your projects can go smoothly, and you're out here saying it's a waste of time, and that it's not feasible. Uh, so I feel like defensive structures are important. For the longevity. Yeah, you've said long projects. So the only long projects we've had, Steve, are... are <laughs> Fucking Steve, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the only long hey, projects brother. we've had, Steve, are the projects that we've organized to defend this new, uh... This new bastion of hope that we have. And I'm not going to apologize... <laughs> your willy-nilly liberal agenda. <laughs> Fucking right. So this discussion went nowhere. We introduced climate change deniers and pro-gun activists. Yeah, we're gonna make the goblins. Awesome. We're gonna make the goblins pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, is the shit? No. <laughs> so 
with the mm. coming warmer weather. Imi- what's this about art imitating life? <laughs> with the coming warmer weather of the summer, uh, tempers also began to flare, but hopefully a discussion helps air those out. And the community needs to definitely begin to form a sense of unification as the spring comes to close and a brand new group is introduced. On one of the rare sunny days that this valley has, especially in the springtime, but maybe, you know, summer's around the corner, as the children are working in the fields, harvesting, they see coming over the mountains a crazy sight that none of the adults believe them at first until the kids drag them outside by the hand to point into the sky as what just looks like a group of brightly multicolored bubbles crests over the mountains and comes towards the tree and as it becomes as it gets closer people can start to see that it's a community it's a thriving but running community as dozens of giant and some small hot air balloons with platforms dangling beneath them slowly drift into the city towards the tree and begin to drop ropes with large, heavy anchors. Which doesn't go super well because they kind of get a little bit tangled up in the trees around the large tree. But they do eventually come to a rest and begin sending down uh, messages. So this is this is a no, a new community. I haven't come up with a name for them yet, but maybe I will. They're just interested in trade. They're not like threatening in any way. They just want to like. And the sound of the sound of fifteen cannons yeah. loading can be heard very clearly across the valley. <laughs> this is a a new little a little um wrinkle that we can throw in for the summer season. Well, we don't have to do anything with this group of people, but they're there to. We can come up with like ways that we trade with them or. Or combine projects, or trade. Oh, I already said trade. Or build stuff, or yeah. share knowledge. Find out, I like find it. out if they have any like large oil reserves. <laughs> new, you say probably new, not uh, in the sky. Oil is not well new, known you, for being in the sky. You say new community. I say a target rich environment. <laughs> so yeah, once they're docked up next to the tree, you can see it. Yeah, what they've got is basically a whole bunch, like like I said, dozens of hot air balloons that are all supporting multiple platforms that are connected by a series of ropes and bridges, wooden bridges and whatnot that uh, hang below these hot air balloons. They've got some huts. They've got like some huts on the platforms. There's just some hammocks that people sleep in as well. A lot of people have like little gliders that they use to get from platform to platform as well. Trolleys and such. It doesn't seem to have like much steering abilities there's like some frameworks that are going up that kind of look like fans or like like propellers windmills or propellers or there's like some sails maybe that are like they started and then they realized wait we've got a better idea and they're like half built and like but maybe they're gonna come back to it just like 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 our community they're they're trying to figure things out while also running and also, sidebar, this totally reminds me of the city of Columbia from Bioshock. I had to put it out there. Oh, shit, yeah. No, it's totally true. I love that. Um, but Newt hasn't played that game, so he's doing his nope. own thing. Uh, yeah, I, I'll take your word for it. So, Cole? Yo. The night oh, of summer, no. a, pro- oh, a project fails, which oh, no. why, or something goes foul and supplies are ruined, add a new scarcity. 
So shelter ramparts cannons. How do I ruin someone's fun? Whose fun do I ruin? We wake up one day and we figure and we find out that the the river is running much much lower in the bed than it usually did, and it's uh it's not running as fast. And after after an, some investigation, we found that the the lake is starting to dry up, and whatever whatever source from the mountains was feeding it is not feeding it anywhere near as strong anymore. So I'm going to add uh, fresh water to the scarcity list. Yeah, I like that. Especially because like, yeah. we have the moisture farm, Yeah, but it's summer. Summer. Love it. This, the strange thing, though, is that it seems to have happened overnight. Gotcha. It wasn't like a slow decline. It was just like one day it was fine. The next day the river was really low. So there's something going on with the, uh, the lake's source water. Okay, so if you want to kind of just figure out some way, I don't know if you can. I don't think you can erase, but if you want to like color nope. over the lake a bit in white or something, yep. like that's that's that. that's. Uh, I was gonna go with like brown or something, yeah. or just like put, gray. put a little X in the fishy's eyes. I'm gonna say, <laughs> oh no, my, the fishy. Yeah, I was thinking food too, but now I feel like maybe the gardens and the tree are starting to produce, and we've still got food, that, you know, like on the ground and plant and like animals to eat. So mm-hmm. I would say the food is still fine. It's just the fresh water. Uh, okay, so I've added fresh water <laughs> to scarcity. I'll hold a discussion. Uh huh. Ooh. The emissary from the. From the poison, poison. I still don't know what I'm calling that. Like the wasted lands, the poison lands, poison king, whatever. Um, yeah. From from the uh, emissary from the poison king requests a town hall meeting, and he opens it up with a question, and he says, uh, "My master has decided to offer technology and adaptability in exchange for." cooperation safety unity will you accept these terms no i would say no because this sounds more of we're going to be used more as slaves per se or we're going to have to accept pretty much anything that this king or his master wants uh they are not very descriptive on the technology or any of the knowledge that they're willing to share uh, until we know what I would 100% disagree I can't we can't risk it I would say that while we've been showing him the hospitality of our village we haven't really we haven't seen anything from this guy this guy like who is like you don't have a very trust like your king's your king's name's a little uh a little sus there, bud. The Poison King, it's not the, like, Tulips and Sunshine King, okay? <laughs> like, there's... We need to we need to know a little bit more before we, uh... about what you're bringing to the table before we enter into any sort of agreement. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of how you put it as in, do you accept these terms? Because it sounds like we're signing a surrender <laughs> agreement or something. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that being said, you know what? We're just trying to survive, so we don't have like ton of time to s- set up a an alliance, you know, and 
forge a united company, but if you have stuff you want to trade and you want to take the time to set up a trade route and bring it here and show it to us and accept a fair trade, I mean, I don't think we should turn that away, but I'm not going to sign terms. I simply spoke. Oh, I am new to this oh, job. He said I, I. He said I. He said I. He voted for it. <laughs> he said I. Um. He's. Uh, he. He. He'll end it by saying, "Um. I have this." He to said it offer. again. <laughs> uh, as um. Peace. No. Uh, no fealty. No. Um. No bowing to anybody. All we want is to survive and he opens up this chest that he had brought with him and brings out this really complicated suit almost like it looks like like it's got it's like looks really made of heavy like wool and and rubber it's got this really intricate like like a gas mask slash hood basically and he says this allows us to survive and that's all term. he says, because we yep. don't want to get into Discover territory. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what Cole's going for next? <laughs> so uh, we found the we found the vault dwellers. <laughs> now okay, so the so the southeastern the southeastern portion's gonna have the Dovakian. And <laughs> Alright, rookie. Are you ready for your card? Uh yes. Two of diamonds. The two. Somebody, someone new arrives. Who? Why are they in distress? Or someone leaves the community. Who? What are they looking for? I'm going to say one of... Do we have a council or something of the sort? No, I don't think we... Stuff? We never established yeah, that. Yeah, I never we? really did. We have... Uh, okay. Here, let me put... I, let's just say... Like, the groups we kind of think that have become active in the community. We have the Bounders, who, like, are doing the construction on the tree. Mm-hmm. We have whoever's doing the defense. I guess we could... The group that's building, or that has built the the shelters in the tree? Yeah. I guess we could say that's, like, different from the Bounders. Okay. The children are kind of have kind of been stated as a separate entity, because they're the <laughs> Harvesters. <laughs> Wait, so the children get to get to vote in this? <laughs> hmm. Very inclusive. Oh, also the group that went to the goblin cave that we haven't seen since. Oh fuck um, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, what happened to those guys? Um I guess maybe we could say the people who are putting the mushrooms in the tree are kind of separate. Weeks. <laughs> and the people who went off to the village to gather the the uh, cannons, who are kind of a subset of the defense. And I think that's it. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna say, um, the head group leader of the sheltered people, uh, the shelter group, um, has left to explore the abandoned town on the northeastern area. Okay. Um, he he just pieces out without any. Does it say what are they looking for? Um, is it is it cheating to say they're just wanting to explore that town? No, 
I think you could just say they're just looking for technology or something. Yeah, they're just <laughs> looking they're for just ideas. looking for extra protection. Yeah. For, for our survival. Okay. We have the cannons down to one week. Also, I'm sorry if I ever forget to flip the dice. I don't think I have. I think I've been pretty good about it, but I'm sorry if I do. Uh, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start a project to find out where that group is that <laughs> went to go find the trolls. Search and rescue. <laughs> Yay! The goblins. Yay! Uh, and I'm gonna say it will take a week. Hit me with that card. The King of Summer. Summer is fleeting. Discard the top two cards off oh the boy. top deck. Oh no. Take but, two oh no. So, I don't know if that got through. Discard the top two cards off the deck, but take two actions this week. Newt, I'm going to start two projects that are very similar, uh-huh. but they are they are distinct from each other. Or, oh no. I kind of want to do what you did with your, like, with the combining the discovery. Okay, well, tell us what it is and... Okay, so the I would like to send a group up to the lake and the abandoned mineshaft uh-huh. uh, to try and... Eh, actually, I, yeah, I'm going to see if I can... Can we, like, do a project to try and discover something, or is it just... Well, keep telling me what your idea is. I was... Okay, so what I'm, what I'm wanting to do is, like, find out with this abandoned mineshaft so close to the lake, sometimes what, what they would do is they would dike up waterways to like make room for the abandoned like to make sure that the abandoned mineshaft like or that the mineshaft didn't get like flooded Uh uh-huh right so i was looking for like any diked up waterways that we could de-dike like ella and savisengard right to like okay the fresh water runs again so that we could like i'm trying i'm setting up a project to alleviate the fresh water scarcity scarcity gotcha yeah for sure Let's just say you discovered that that there's some water being redirected, like maybe over the other side of the mountain, yeah, for the mine shaft, and then you can start a project to to redirect it down our side. Okay, yeah, sure, let's do that. I was thinking that I was also wanting to like send a, send a group to try and because we're we're scarce on ore, and if we want to make more efficient machinery, sorry, that's a discussion. There's been a discovery by the mushroom pickers. It, of this uh, dam or this dike um, above the lake that was boarded up when they were constructing the mine. So, how long do we think it'll take to alleviate that? I mean, like, I don't think crazy long. No, like, like that's that feels like a two weeker to me. Yeah, I two weeks is like short, but I think it's kind of fair. Like, you're just tearing something down, basically, and maybe doing a little bit of work. So, yeah. I think two weeks is fire. It's fine. Sure. I will draw it. Okay. By the way, the dice for the... Fuck, I'm having a really hard time suddenly keeping track of what each one means. There was the, the cannons being put in place. That's done. Rookie, your housing is completed. Yay! All right. Uh, next up is... Oh, it's me. Yeah. Four of diamonds. Four of summer. The eldest among you dies. What caused the death? Or... Sorry to hear it, Starlight. The eldest (laughs) among you is very sick. Caring for them and searching for a cure requires the help of the entire community. Do not reduce project dice this week. Oh... 
Fuck, I have a really good idea for the second one. <laughs> the, but there's the so eldest, many... <laughs> the eldest among you dies. What caused it? Fucking old age. Dude was like <laughs> <Yeah>. 102. <laughs> Dude had cataracts and went out for a morning walk in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Never came back. <laughs> Can you describe to me again what the the area in the bottom left? It was like no- I know it was noxious fumes, but is it like mm. it's sulfurish it's like, looking? Yeah, and it's like Mordor, like all rock, like all the vegetation is like cr- like wilted and died. Yeah, and there's a there's a like this translucent brown green glass as well. Okay, this is gonna get dark. Oh no! <laughs> so <laughs> my plot hook because we wanted to keep him away from the main tree. There's been some people in charge of of kind of just keeping him occupied by like leading him around the village, showing him the local sites. What going about that fishing. big tree? I want to go see the big <sighs> tree. Uh, just talking to him, but uh, because everybody's so busy, it fell to like the people who are not as able to do work. So specifically. One of so the, the young, elders, the old, the weak. One of the elders. Um, and one morning, the the one guy who is spending the most time with the emissary, he, one morning he's found, passed away in bed. There's no signs of attack or anything. Like, it wasn't a murder... But because he's lying on his side, out of his mouth is a yellow sulfurish vapor that's like slowly drifting out of his mouth that resembles the vapor rising in the distance. Oh, what the fuck? And around his mouth, kind of like if you ate chips really aggressively and you had like chip crumbs scattered around your mouth. It's um the how did you describe that rock? Oh, it's like uh like a like a smoky um brown green obsidian. There's like kind of like shards of that rock that are forming. Like like oh. look, kind of like looking like chip crumbs around his really? mouth. Really? But are they like attached? Y- yeah, they're like forming like around okay. his mouth. Like not like a not, not like not like caked just like yeah. little like freckles of it. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking cool. Okay. Um, okay. We are one week away from redirecting the water. Okay, here's my project. I feel like maybe I'm cheating a little bit, but I'll just increase the dice to reflect that. Mhm. So our the bounders are going to because they're kind of there's not, like, a ton of, like, tree projects going on right now. They're going to start to implement some of the technology that the floating city uses. Oh. Um, okay. Specifically, two forms of anti-gravity, quote-unquote. Um, <laughs> so they're going to start looking at both the gliders 
and the balloons. <gasps> Gliders, hell yeah! Ooh. Um, oh my god, we're going Nazca Valley of the Wind on this bitch. Hell yes! No, that's not until we get the cannons attached to the gliders. True. Oh god. So I think I think the gliders are are pretty like straightforward in terms of like figuring stuff out. Well, both of them are because like the technology is there. They just need to like to put it into place for our our setup. Right. So Ooh, the the gliders are simple enough. Like people just basically start building gliders for ourselves, along with like being trained by the um the people, but. For the balloons, they're going to go a little bit more in depth for, like, how we can use them specifically. And I think the first thing they're going to, the, they're going to use them for. <laughs> Fuck, this is going to be so dope. Is This is going to take a while. I don't think maybe six weeks, but I'll say, like, five, like five or six weeks. Yeah. Is setting up a series of balloons that can be rapidly inflated. That are attached to the barricade. So that when we quickly need to, we can have the whole thing, the barricade and the cannons, rise up in a ring around the tree and become settled there, like tied off but floating. Which is gonna fuck with... Okay, maybe not tied off but floating, but like they can get it up there and then they can like brace it. So the... (laughs) They don't try to use a cannon. Doesn't just fucking fire itself into the tree. <laughs> uh, so they're gonna start working on how they can they can lift that entire ring when the time comes okay. into the tree with with the floating oh, technology. Okay, okay. How okay. how do you, I I I think six weeks is fair, but for some reason I feel like it would be like more like five weeks. I'll um, go with the five week. Well, you know what? Uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say five weeks because we have the floating city with us. Yeah, actually, so they, they would yeah. be able to uh, give us aid in in that. Yeah, I I guess actually, well, okay, let's 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 plan it out. Cause in my mind, I was thinking actually, like part of the project was gonna be lifting it, but it's not, so we don't need to worry about that part of it. But well, let's say like a week for like setting up like tests, okay. like doing yeah. like like dummies and stuff like that, like prototypes. A week for gathering the materials and building everything a week for installing it and in like a week because construction always gets delayed do we want to say four weeks <laughs> i could i could i could get down with four weeks oh yeah. actually but then let's add five because there's people building the gliders as well true yeah okay so we'll say five weeks for that yeah <laughs> that's Fuck, fucking dope that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hey all, Sleepy Boy Newt here. Um, just wanted to do a little heads up outro at the end of the episode. First of all, hope you uh enjoyed it so far. We've been having a lot of fun. It's a super, super fun game. Again, I really recommend that you give it a try. Just a quick reminder, it's called The Quiet Year. Um, I'll also let you know, we're about, uh, a third of the way through the deck, give or take. Not 100% sure on that, but that's about where we are, so I would guess around two more episodes, 
that will be featuring the quiet year. Although things have been a little weird in this episode because of the whole mix up with the audio not recording properly. So I don't know 100% if this first episode is a good representation of what you should expect going forward in terms of time and 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 number of episodes left. I'm just getting distracted by watching someone play Elden Ring on Twitch. Looks pretty good. Anyways, <laughs> it's almost my bedtime, all right? Don't judge me. I need to go to sleep. Thank you again so much, and I don't know when exactly the next episode will be out. And I don't know if we'll have a Twitter <laughs> account for you to check for that information. I guess I I guess if you want, give us a follow on Spotify, and then that way you'll get the notification when uh, the new episode goes live. Also, feel free to check us out individually on Twitter. At oh boy, I don't even remember. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> Just look at the description. Maybe there'll be links. All right, bye.